in this episode of The Wind Down, we're talking about the future of communications, looking way beyond Microsoft Teams and Zoom. So sit back. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to The Wind Down, an afternoon podcast where two techie blokes sit down over a bowl of wine and chat about what's happening in the world of tech. Enjoy while Scott and Nick open up about their week in technology. Well, ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to The Wind Down. I'm Nick and this is... Scott. Hello, Scott. How are you? Good, thank you, Nick. Good. What a lovely day it is. It is a lovely day. Now, importantly, always starting, where are we? What are we drinking? We are at the Union Hotel. We certainly in are. In Sydney. Mm-hmm. In a private room, too. Sorry. Like, oh, yes, yes. No, we have an event here later <laughs> on. So, uh, We have a, um, a lovely bottle of Bordeaux. We haven't had... Um, had one of these in a while. This is. I a, think. Uh, I think we don't have French one because you can't pronounce French. So um, why don't you read the label to us, Scott? <laughs> the, yeah, the Chateau de. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, um, it's a uh, Chateau de Grand Pouche. Okay. Um, this is a Bordeaux Superior. Yes. Okay. I, I don't know why they call things superior because you're not really going to say this is the Bordeaux Inferior, are you? No, but you might have you know Bordeaux de Maison or something else. So. Oh, okay. It's a 2017 Mise en Bordeaux. Chateau. It was put into the bottle at the chateau. Is that what that says? That's what that means. Well, where else is it going to get into the... Well, maybe they ship it in a big vat and it gets... Put. Anyway, okay. never mind. Um, it's a product of France. So it's a 2017 um, Cuvée en Um It's yummy. And I can't read it because I've got my wrong glasses on. But um, there we go. Imported by the Lecky Group, apparently. Very nice. It's actually a nice drop. Oh, hang on. And um, yes, yes. It's cool. Fine. It's red wine. Excellent. We're going to try and go beyond communication. Now, I understand the wind down is a form of communication that's beyond communication, but let's talk about how beyond communication oh. we're going to get. Yes. So I remember not that long ago now where people were still arguing about whether it's Teams or whether it's Zoom and people weren't able to use video conferencing and all that had been around for forever. People were really struggling with it. Then along came COVID. We all went to go home for a bit and suddenly... That form of communication, video conferencing, me online meetings became the, the thing that most people can, are able to do now. Yes, and it, it pushed that really um, progression into modern communications very quickly ahead. Um, and I'm, I'm sort of glad because I, I spent a part of today um, assisting a client with a fax issue. Oh, my goodness. And having sort of done some preparation for the for our podcast um, tonight on the future of communications and what comes up, you've got problems with a fax. Oh, okay, that's brilliant. Yeah, it's quite anyway. funny. I was, I was in a call this morning with a friend of mine who works for one of the world's major telcos um, and he was talking about how they're really simplifying their business. They're getting rid of a you know, hundred and something years of legacy and actually trying to become a, a really simple, simplified provider. Is this, you know, the thing they say is that it, we've been around this many years is a really good thing and a really bad thing all at the same time. Hmm. So people are stuck with it. It's, it's funny. You, you, you know, I remember having conversations with people going, you don't need a desk phone anymore. You, know, you can get rid of that device. You can actually just have a headset. And um, you know, I, don't, I don't have a desk phone. I haven't had one for years. Um, but I remember getting one when I joined Microsoft. They gave me a desk phone. That was cool. But they've yeah. all gone now. So we haven't had desk phones for, for quite a while, I think. And unless you've really got a situation where you need them or it's adding value, um, a desk phone today is really a mini computer running a phone bit of software. Yes. So 
You might as well get your computer to run a phone bit of software, right? Well, use your iPhone. Android, please. Well, if you wish, but you know, <laughs> I, I have less bugs on my phone. Anyway. <laughs> Don't you want to have that discussion? Let's not have that discussion. Number of calls I've been you on. How do, how do I work this? But anyway, yeah. never mind. So, yeah, we've, we've done this kind of video conferencing, but it's time to, I think, to look beyond it. And I'm not sure people are quite ready for what we should do beyond it. But one of the things is right at the beginning of the COVID lockdown, Microsoft did the Microsoft Build event that they ran 100% across Teams. And I must say it was one of the best conferences I've ever been to that I didn't go to. Um, so I attended. I went to lots of sessions. They were amazing. But I didn't have to you know, fly somewhere. I didn't have to have jet lag. I didn't have to stay in a hotel. I could get up at 1 o'clock in the morning at home because I wanted to see that session. Yeah. Or not, depending on how and I you felt. didn't have to wear pants or anything. It was just, you know, it was you there. You're at home, you're comfy, you've yep. a glass of red in one hand and whatever else. So. Exactly, exactly. So I think, you know, people are, oh, let's get back to events. But COVID's not gone. And here in Sydney at the moment, there's another wave and people don't really want to go out. Mm. We're seeing a drop off in, in people working. So events are hard. And I think if you're going to run any type of event, you've got to stream it. You can't just have a physical event by yourselves. It, I want to go to lots of things. Some I can, some I can't. I love to sit in streams, and they're really yeah. good. I, I still think the look physical attendance at events is good for small groups. Yep. Um, it's a, it is a, you know, it's a, it, that connectivity and that networking element is, is quite healthy and very valuable. Um, but you know, you've got to do it in a viable way as well. Mm. So we look, when we spoke about this a little, little while ago that um, we had um, global events run by uh, Cisco and RSA in the last sort of couple of months over in the US. And while they had a lot of people attending, mainly because in some cases, this is the first thing they've actually been able to go to in a couple of years. So, yep. oh, we're out, we're out, yay, off we go. Um, it became a very quick way of, you know, like such quite high percentages of people there came back sick. Yes. As a result. Yep. Um, and you sort of, well, I, I'm, it's not surprising. And then I was you know, listening to some other people that went and they said, well, we went over to the event and I listened to the keynotes in my hotel room just so that I wouldn't be with the crowds. I've, well, I've done and that because keynotes are really early and me and events and <laughs> hotel rooms and early mornings don't work very well. Well, I, I think this was more of they were trying to stay safe. And I also, well, what was the purpose of flying and, and registering and doing something if you weren't actually going to go and attend things? And But yeah, I, I, I guess they were fairly selective about what they attended, what times they did it and stands and viewed it, things. It, and it is interesting. I, I think, you've, I think you've, we're almost at a position where you, you've got to kind of allow for both. And there are... 10 year olds streaming it's not difficult right there, yeah. there's there's australian manufacturers of really good professional equipment out there it's not hard to learn how to do but you know just like on one of the schools we're working with has actually hired somebody to run all their online events so they do them everything's done in person and online mm. and, and that's i think that's a super idea because you know people can watch it later they can't get to it they can still be engaged and you're keeping your community engaged rather you know if i don't go to an event for something i'm a member of and i don't do it all year then why am i a member and i'll, I'll stop yeah. it whereas if i go oh no but there's all this online content and there's a vendor i want to see or there's this i want to see i'll just go watch that one or i'll watch it live because i want to ask a question all those things are goodness it, it is and it's also a, a direct indication that that audio visual component of having the voice and not the sound working properly like at a yep. decent level having the video transmitting it a, you know a really sharp picture and yep. fits it and making all that come together in such a way that it's viable for the audience is, is very important it is, and it's not 
it's not rocket science anymore. You know, there's, and you know, and you know I do a bunch of this stuff. So mm. um, Black Magic Design, which is an Australian company, not only do they make amazing cameras, which while really professional grade aren't that expensive and are very easy to use, um, but they also create um, video switches and the Arte Mini series, which allow you to chop and change between cameras and do all those sorts of things. But you're not buying a television studio, but you're getting television studio results. Yeah, I know we um, we, we did a lot of um, this just recently, and I saw the, the, the cameras you bought um, for one of, one of our clients who wanted to do some things. And I thought, that's a, you know, like two grand or something for a camera and a lens. And I go, oh, gee, okay, okay, well, it's not cheap, but it's not hideously expensive. But then I looked at the output from it when it was live, and it, this thing was... 50 meters back from the stage and you could literally zoom in on someone and there is a crystal you know, sharp 4k image of this person going being broadcast in and so oh really that was like two grand well spent that used yep. to be not the sort of 30 grand yeah, that was 50 grand. Used to be, absolutely there's that yeah. level of, of videography used to be tens if not hundreds and thousands of dollars uh, and now we're doing it for a, a couple of k but and that's because there's more and more people doing it so you yep. can best produce the equipment more and it's you know, costs are coming down technology is becoming yep. more efficient and so forth so no, it is and, and it's all digital now of so, course so, yes well well we've got some optical stuff these sensors are getting better, the color science is getting better, all of those things. But the neat thing about the devices we bought was you don't have to be a professional videographer to be able to use them. You can sit and watch some YouTube videos and you can get amazing results. Mm. I was not saying you're getting cinematic professional videography no, no. results, but you are getting really good yeah. results. There, there is an element that says, look, the, 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 a, a, a good tool will help you with your job, yep. but ultimately you've got to use the right tool the right way in the right place. Yeah. Um, but, so. but I think I think the thing is, the other thing you've got to realise is people spend a lot of time on Netflix and YouTube and they see live streams and they see all of that. They're actually coming to expect pretty high quality mm. from, from things they go to. So you've got to be able to deliver it, whether you're a um, yeah, an educational establishment, a business, a, a professional association, you've got to be able to deliver really high quality audio and video. And we're quite, we're quite lucky with the wind down. We've got a kit that fits in a tiny little box, which mm. does our video and our audio and, and, and works quite well. Um, and it's not a big step up from that to do some cool live streaming stuff. But. And even like these, these roving mics that you've got here, I mean, they're, they're not what you call expensive by any means. No. Look, you know, they're not, you know, like, it's not the cost of a car or anything like that. You know, no, a few hundred dollars each sort of thing, but they work really well. Yeah, they're really good. They're really good. Yes. So there's, um, so that's that's quite interesting. And I think that's a, a thing that says to, to all businesses, um, maybe it's time to look at what are you doing with your meetings? Yep. Uh, what's happening? Um, yep. Even web cameras that you can attach on the top of the monitors, um, like I've ended up getting a, a Logitech, uh, a Brio, a 4K one, and yeah, they're, they're about like yeah, three hundred dollars or something like that to buy yeah. whatever they were, which was a yeah, in one respect a bit of an investment for a webcam that you could get for twenty bucks down at the little flea markets. But at the other side of it, it's a really sharp image. And it's what it's and what people are looking for. They're looking for sharp images they can reach out yeah. and touch. So we we record this in 1024, which is high def but it's the lowest of the low you can get mm. all the way up to 6 or 12k now um, not that I would because broadcasting broadcast is currently sitting at about yeah, 1080p yeah. high definition um, 
But that's the minimum. That's your ticket to the game. We are starting to bring the 4K broadcasting in here. Yep. Uh, but I was, I know um, an engineer that was doing it in the US you know, a few years ago now, and they said on the cable over there it was okay, but you were literally pulling up to 50 megabits per second yep. Yep, for a 4K are. image. And this was when we just had NBN rolling out, and I'm thinking, 50 meg on what? this? You know, the internet links that we've got into people's houses yep. here. Good luck with that. Um, but we've now got sufficient capacity that we're just starting to that that may be a viable thing well i've got i've got four kids um who may yeah in the evening all be streaming 4k mm. and one of them's probably streaming love island in 8k because she's like that so so you are <laughs> you pull some bandwidth right well, you really yeah. do but you've also got to have a screen to put it on yeah yeah absolutely but but also they don't watch tv we have no terrestrial tv at home anymore we've all yeah. flipped over to netflix and stan and all of those sorts oh, of things yeah, so. okay. but it's still a, you still need a display absolutely on. but but I, I quite like when there's an event that i want to go to kicking everybody excuse me out of the lounge room and putting it on the big tv uh, yeah it's really cool yeah, I mean, many, many years ago, we had this um, large service desk, and at one point, um, the, the flat screen monitors started coming out in the big form factors for the big TVs, and we yep. got these 42-inch uh, ones at the time, uh, and they were sub-$1,000. Well, okay, they were nine ninety nine, but anyway, they, they, they'd just gone below $1,000, and I said, okay, look, let's get eight of those, and we bolted them all together on the walls and had these big, a big wall full of TVs with different stats and numbers on them and all that sort of thing. What I didn't realise, though, was the amount of power that they were drawing at the time. Yep. And you literally walk past these things, and it's like you were walking past the sun. Um, <laughs> yeah. they, they, were, they were drawing. We had a data centre in the, in, the, in the back area that was you know, pulling data centre stored power, and these were a measurable amount on the bill, yeah. <laughs> having no, these understand. on. <laughs> so, uh, so that's interesting, but that's all like broadcasting to a flat, traditional... I say traditional, and look yeah. at this thing. I've got a phone with a live display, and it's it's thin as and, and runs around some batteries. That's right. Yeah, traditional displays. What about VR, AR, and holograms? What about what about the full yes. 3D immersion experience? Because I noticed, you know, a bunch of projectors came out with 3D glasses, and a bunch of movies came out with 3D glasses, and everyone's gone past that. They're not interested. Ah, uh, look, the, I think the initial concept of the uh, the 3D movies where you'd wear those special little cellophane glasses and was it um hitchcock the the, the birds yeah oh and yeah, red and blue glasses yes <laughs> the, the red and blue yeah but you'd actually see these birds coming out of the screen at you or the crows or whatever it is yep. oh that's that's an interesting concept it never worked really well for me but yeah um, it works differently for different people um but that um that concept was the first of the 3d style thing so mm. you start to get into things like the you know the virtual reality part which yep. has had a bit of a boom but I think as per most things in version one of anything, it, it showed some really interesting concepts that never really took off. I'd agree. I'd agree. Now, I've got a Oculus Quest 2 at home. It's still in use, right? It's mm. not sitting in the cupboard gathering. That's like some things. And we have some things that certainly are. But the, the Quest 2 is still used. Not as much by me, but more by my son, because there's a lot of gaming he does. On yeah, that thing. Okay. That's, that's okay. Gaming's really cool. Meetings in VR are cool but it misses one thing um yeah. the way um the device is built is you can't see your keyboard and <laughs> i struggle with that as i'm a great typer if i'm typing normal letters but all of my coding involves curly brackets square brackets parentheses weird symbols and i don't quite know where they are depending on which keyboard i'm looking at so i find that ars a lot better for that um, so, hang on. so what you're saying yep. is that in a, in a VR meeting, because I can't see my keyboard, I can't be doing my email and whatever else exactly. while I'm listening to you exactly. babble on about something. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The other thing is... I've actually you, got to pay attention. The other thing is you can't see me. 
And a lot of the things ah. we've done with video meetings now is that eye contact, that waving, that, yeah. that interaction that we do. And so that's really hard in VR mm. and AR. But it was a good first concept. And, and it, it will merge and come together, and I think it will go somewhere. I don't think VR's gone as quiet as we think it has. There's a lot of investment there. But I think we'll see some new technology come out, some new software, and I think that will yeah. get another boom and another, and it will get okay. there. Now, AR, augmented reality, yep. is like VR, except you've got the background... Of the real world. Of the real world yep. behind, in front of you. Yep. So you can actually see... It's like the image or the, uh, the VR image is being presented on top of... Yep. So my big, my big thing for VR and AR is being able to code without carrying around with me a large laptop or a large second screen or third screen, etc. Mm. And so I have a pair of um, uh, AR glasses, which I bought recently, um, which are ultra fine resolution that I can finally code in because I can actually see my keyboard. You'll be able to see AR. Is it a real keyboard? It's a physical keyboard. Okay, so this is the yeah. no, this isn't that the virtual, virtual one doesn't work. Yeah, not, yeah, it's okay. not quick okay. enough. But a physical keyboard I can see. I and mean, you think if you're typing at um, 90 to 100 words a minute and it's got to process those absolutely tiny motor movements and make them and give you haptics? No. Yeah. But, uh, you know, these AR glasses, I've actually superimposed the world. So I've got a big screen in front of me, nice and big with lots of pixels, um, and I can look down and see my keyboard. Oh. It's cool. It and work, it and those well. 90 to 100 words actually make sense. Yeah, well, no, some of us, your me typing is, <laughs> I mean, come on. Okay, so we've seen that, and there's a, you know, there's a bit of a, a, a wave around the whole AR concept, and we've seen it used in business. Yep. Um, things like manufacturing plants I've seen in the US where they've implemented this, uh, where you've got someone going up, they've got a task to do, and overlaid across the front of the equipment they're working on is, grab this. Yep do this, tighten this like that, no, that's too tight, put it back a bit, you know, um, push that button, now do this when this reaches, and you can actually see the instructions on this sort of virtual screen in front of you, overlaying the reality of what you're doing. And I, I think that's really cool, because what you're doing is you're also embedding into the business, first of all, more people can do the task, mm. secondly, training's a lot easier, but secondly, everybody's following procedures because they're right in front of them. Well, that's just it. I mean, if, if I picked a random person off the street and said, I want you to go and pull the engine out of that car, and they'd probably go, well, I've got no idea how to do that. Yeah. And I said, yeah, put these glasses on and just follow whatever it says on the screen. And yeah, click here, squeeze that lift bonnet, yep. get this item, undo that, put that over there, and just, it, teach, it was teaching you in real time what to do. You'd actually have the outcome. Yes, yeah, it's very it's very interesting. But you can go a step further, right? These meetings, you're always there's always a bit of a pane of glass. That's right. Even in VR and AR, there's a pane of glass. What about that where that kind of someone's almost present, the hologrammy typey thing? Are those just yeah. is that just um, um, stage trickery, or is actually something it, going on there? Is it something the cameras did in Star Trek, or is it? Uh, yeah, I'm going to steal some more wine while well, he talks. Please, Scott. You should, be, you should you I got, think. Come on, just, uh, <laughs> yeah, there you would go. Lovely. Uh, much, much better answers now. Yes. So the, um, look, it's come a long way. The, this is where the hologram concept comes in. Now we've seen it, look, it's been around for about 10 years. Mm -hmm. But the, the things from 10 years ago were really the R&D level sorts of things. Yep. We've, we've seen uh, keynote um, speeches from you know, CEOs of big companies where they've said, look, here's two minutes of me, blah, blah, and you see the image on stage. Mm. But you can tell it's a projection. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, the following few years later, it's a bit of a very, very sharp projection. Then, you know, a little while later on, I said, is that actually a person? And they disappear, and you go, oh, 
No, it's not. <laughs> yes. So these things are coming along. Um, and there's, um, when you look at it today, there's a few variations on um, where this is all, uh, where this is heading. So there's uh, one company I was watching called uh, Proto. Oh, yeah. Um, they, um, so it's not a prototype. No, it's not, it's not, a, <laughs> it's not a prototype. Um, Proto hologram. Um, they actually produce a, um, it's, it's like something the size of a big fridge, mm -hmm. probably a little, just a little bit bigger. It's a big rectangular object. Um, and uh, it has the hologram projectors or the, the emitters right. in there. Yep. So you would actually stand in front of a white screen or something like that with a camera, a number of cameras on you, and you're talking away. And it will actually project your 3D image into this box. Cool. And it's it's actually very good. It's quite sharp. Uh, yep. It's and it's bright enough to see at the back of the room. And you you're basically just talking to someone right in front of you, but they're not actually there. They're in a box. It's a, it's an image of them projected by light in a box. Yep. Uh, and it it's actually seems to be working very well. And there's prices on this now. You can buy one. Yeah, yeah they're, they're 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 actually they're way out. They're um they're about sixty five k US dollars. Mm -hmm. um, for the equipment, and it's a few grand a year for licensing and just to keep everything working properly and, and whatever else. But the idea is also that you can, once you've got one of these boxes, and this is a bit like a um, like an airport. Yep. Once you put one in and you put another one somewhere else, you can very easily have box-to-box -box communication. Oh, that's cool. So you can actually link all this stuff in. They all link up. Yep. You can also do things like I'm saving my message to the cloud and have the cloud stream into a various box at a point in time. So I can pre-record something. And then appear as if by magic in a yes. box. And, and someone says, and now let's hear from Fred on the state of whatever it is. And yep. you click the button and there's the recording coming down from the cloud into this. It's very yep. interesting. Now, they've just released a, um, uh, a set-top, like a, a tabletop box. Yep. And it's, um, I don't know, it looks, uh, it's a, like a big shoe box, a bit bigger than that, I suppose. But the idea being it's like a, like a really big phone yep. <laughs> on, on the table. And that is actually a VR uh, right. a, a, a hologram image in there so they managed to get smaller versions of it and they were looking somewhere between about two to five k for those wow but see this, this is just it's a matter of time yep the more and more people that get them at this level since oh now we've worked out how to do it cheaper next 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 and all of a sudden everyone will have something in their home like this Yep, and that, and that disappears, and off you go, and all sorts yes. of things can happen. Well, I'm just waiting for the next version of these boxes where instead of actually someone recording their image somewhere and being projected into a box, you actually just go and step in the box, and it transports you somewhere. Yeah, that'd be nice. I can think of a... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that, that's, I think that's a little while away. So that's kind of cool. It probably is. Um, um, Google's got some interesting things coming up. Have it, you well, read about these? I, potentially. I mean, they they started off with this Project Starline. That was a... Um, yeah, it's a, it's a hologram sort of meeting concept where you can sort of you know, beam yourself into a meeting um, and it raised a bit of noise, a bit of rah, and all of a sudden it went quiet. Yep. And I don't know whether it it's this... It's standard Google thing where it's still quiet, so maybe yeah, nothing's happening, no, but no, maybe no, no. it will appear as a beta for the next 10 years. Google does have this tendency just to kill off random projects, it does. Um, but they've also got a tendency to go quiet on projects and then, yeah, two years later, oh, by the way, here's where we are, and you've, oh, look, you're like five years down the track now having had all these people on it and just not told anyone, and no one yep. knows where they are. So, look, that's interesting. Um, there was this other company I was looking at, uh, Matsuko, yep. I think it is, um, and they take um, they take uh, uh, images from your iPhone mm -hmm. and project them into an augmented reality scenario. So you can actually have, like, 
here I am, I'm being projected into the meeting using yep. standard iPhone style Well, cameras. the iPhone's got um, 3D radar. That's right. It, it is the recent iPhones yep. with all the, the LiDAR and the, the yep. yeah, and, um, and that works really well. You still need your AR headsets and your glasses. Yes. Um, but where they're heading with that, it's actually quite interesting. It is, it is. It's funky. Yeah. And uh, having a device you have with you makes these things far more accessible. It's all about, oh, yeah. yeah, people don't want to buy a million devices, but I think you can do cool stuff yeah. with it. Um, so we'll eventually get to like the immersion room which is like <laughs> telepresence revisited. So, yeah. Cisco telepresence, for those of you who don't know, was this, I think it was HD, wasn't it? They started uh, with it HD was, and went 720. So a yeah. bunch of HD screens that cut off one side of a meeting desk and you had another one somewhere else and it was kind of like you were there a bit. Look, it was... It was a very cool concept at the time. Telstra loved it. It was such well, a good way to consume network. I, I remember when they were getting put in originally, um, they were the better part of a million dollars. Mm. Um, and look, they, you'll think, what? Who'd do that for a, you know, for like the equivalent of Zoom? No, but no, it's a, it's a real thing because you know, everybody was flying back then. And if you think a million dollars is just a thousand person uses yes. at a thousand dollars a return flight combination, whatever, and that's yep. not hard to recoup. No. Um, so yes, you literally have a... Um, uh, a semicircular table yep where you'd have three or four seats around that and the other half right down the middle of that table would be your tv screens yep. and they would present the image of that same semicircular table in different rooms in the organization and when you could have it's like that screen is from melbourne that screen is from perth we're from Sydney, and they all it looks like you're literally talking to the person yep it was very well done it was well done um, but right down to the this is the shade of paint you need yep and you know this is the size of the desk this is the color scheme this is the and don't create your own this stuff is physically built to make this work so that that's where it was a while ago. This has come a long way. Cool. The new versions of this is actually an, um, a hologram being presented. Essentially, it's, it's still on the screen. It's not quite there it, yet. It will get there eventually. Yeah. But, but there's a lot. I, and I think the thing about this chat is there's so much coming in the future mm. that's going to you know, revolutionise things. We, we think we've done it all now. We've got video conferencing. You can't see nothing yet. Um, there's well, lots coming. Oh, yeah, and the, the thing that I always like about all of this it's all done really on the internet. Yes. It's not It's not some, you know, we had to put our own fiber in to carry the bandwidth and whatever. No, no, it's actually, you need a decent internet link, of course, but... Yes, but the internet's so massive now, you can do it on an internet that, link, whereas that, that's you right. used to be able to. You, yeah, the bandwidth is there at the speeds where that is no longer an issue. Yep. Um, cool. Now, we were talking about one thing just before this, which we thought we'd talk about at the end just very quickly. We're going to have a chat about quantum entanglement, aren't we? Yes. For the, for, yeah. I, I should phone a friend on this one, otherwise I'm going to get called out. But um, Now, you, you were explaining this quantum entanglement I was badly. To me. I was badly explaining quantum entanglement. And I was badly understanding it. So, the, so whatever we make up here is going to be very interesting. It will be. But, so, so, so net, net, if you have a quantum particle, and um, in quantum computers they're called qubits, and qubits are surrounded by all sorts of things, um, um, to, to keep them separate, you can entangle two qubits together, which means if you change the orientation and state of one, the other one instantly changes irrespective of its distance from the original qubit. Spooky action at a distance, it's yes. called by Einstein. But basically you're saying, here's, here's two little things, Yep. and they're going to mirror what happens to the other. Yep. So if I take one and I give you the other one, yep. And you go on a, um, uh, you go and put yourself on Mars. Well, as far as you can tell, I can put myself at the other end of the universe, and you change the state of yours. Mine oh, will well, immediately well, change state. I was trying to keep it realistic by putting yeah, you on okay. Mars, but okay. 
So you go and jump on a nice little spaceship and you go to Mars. Yep. And if I whack this one on the back of the head, the other one goes, ouch. From a quantum point of view, yes. Yes, absolutely. Instantaneously. So therefore, if I had a whole stack of these, because they're really small, I could create an image of myself and you'd be looking at an image of me over there and providing yes. it mirrored whatever so, I was doing. So there's an announcement this week that a, um, a group of researchers in Australia, and they're leading the world on this, have created an integrated, a quantum integrated circuit, which now mm. has eight qubits. Okay. A qubite, if you will, oh, so to speak. Um, but that's not quite enough to... to replicate you no trillions well, of we, we, we weren't i don't know when we got to 8-bit mode on the cpus from a while ago we started yeah. doing some basic stuff and that was pretty cool so yeah this is eight uh, this is just eight bits yeah this isn't like a cpu that can handle eight bits at a time one step this at a just time eight bits give, <laughs> me, give, give them a go at this but, but you can go. do some interesting maths with it so anyway yes. moving on because okay. otherwise i get way too technical but i just thought the concept of these things mirroring each other at any distance was going to solve can theoretically although not proven yet, allow you to transfer data from one point in the universe to any other point in the universe with no latency and no lag instantaneously. Mm. So infinite bandwidth with, with zero transmission time. The chances on us seeing that in our lifetimes are between none and bugger all. Uh, I don't know. Um, Instant offsite backup? Yeah. <laughs> no. But it will, <laughs> this will come eventually, I think. Um, but it's, it's deep in the realms of physics. And my wife's doing the degree in it, and I don't quite understand it. There you go. There you go. Cool. That's wonderful. Excellent. Well, thank you, Scott. That's right. Thank you, Nick. And thank you so much. And if you do like what you see, make sure you give us a like, make sure you subscribe and leave a comment if you'd like us to discuss a topic. This has been The Wind Down. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Bye, everyone. See ya.